Hey, and welcome to a little project with Soul Survivor looking at words, spirit, and action for today. We've got Matt, Peter, and myself here. We borrowed Cassie's grandma's house at Whale Beach, and we've put together seven episodes for you. <laughs> welcome to uh, episode six, where we're going to look at hearing God and gifts of the Spirit. And uh, Andy, you're going to kick us off with this one. I am. Well, this one's been a journey for me, and I might get a bit passionate, but um, I have been really impacted, and really my journey particularly started with Soul Survivor. I grew up in youth group and in church, but not as much seeing people um, as expressive in worship or talking about spirit-led life um, or keeping in step with the spirit and, and hearing from God. And so... Yeah, it was in 2010 at Castle Hill in a white tent where all these people were talking as if God still spoke. Mm -hmm. And that planted something in my heart that has been a really fun journey for the last almost 10 years with Soul Survivor. And Jesus' words that really capture this was simply in John 10 when he says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. Mm -hmm. And just that idea that we're like humble sheep following him and learning to listen to him um, and being led by that, that whole idea has just yeah, caught my heart. And I guess for this series we're in, and for us as leaders running youth groups and ministries and trips, um, everything we do, we don't want it just to be our ideas. Um, we want to have spent time listening and waiting on God to be led by Him. Um, and, and that all begins with believing and, and trusting in the Holy Spirit. And so for me, I've been on a huge journey within my church and, and within my faith of understanding that each of us has received the Holy Spirit who dwells in our heart, who um, fills us up each day as we come to Him. Um, we can receive more of Him and we're trying to follow Him like the wind. We don't know which way He's always moving, but we're seeking to keep in step with Him. And that idea just set my heart on fire. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. So you've been on this journey yes. um, over the you know past few years. What does it mean to actually hear from God? What does that mean? Mm. Well, even this morning I just had this like kind of picture. Jesus also had the words where he said, "Rivers of living water will flow out of you." Mm. Um, for those that believe in Jesus, and I guess that picture of living water flowing in and it flows out like a river's moving. It's not like a lake that's just holding it. Mm. A, a river's flowing, and so. Um, this concept has helped me in realizing as I need to keep coming to hear from him, that will then flow out. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, the journey then is, well, how do I hear? How do I let him flow into me? And I guess there's, there's many ways. And for me, there'll be different weeks or months or seasons where there's different ways that I'm hearing from him. And I've asked different people and it's been a constant. I think the first tip is, is to ask other people how they hear from God. Um, the, the clearest one is the Word of God, the Scriptures, um, going through the Old and New Testament, um, it comes alive. Uh, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, it, it pierces our heart, it speaks to us. So I think we hear from God through the Old Word, it becomes alive and new for today, and it might direct us. Um, it may be just as you're reading one of the Gospels, it highlights a certain part of the, the journey of Jesus and the disciples that speaks into your, your team or your youth ministry. So scriptures is a huge one. And then all the other ways, I think silence, solitude, being still and listening. Um, I guess that, that idea of just listening to his voice means we actually have to stop. Mm. Be still, be quiet. 
Um, and then beyond that, there's, um, I think, going to places of beauty and creation. I think um, music is another awesome one, listening to, to music and songs. Um, the other big one, I think, is other people. So it might be leaders or mentors or older folk in your life or just friends. Um, key relationships that you've built trust and love. And I think they will have, if you invite that into your relationship, they might have prophetic words or pictures or, or a scripture in season uh, or just a word of encouragement that God will speak to and you'll feel something um, perhaps like feels significant. It might feel peaceful. It might feel encouraging. Mm -hmm. And it's something that's probably worth writing down. And I think that's a huge part of this journey of hearing from God is, is writing in your journal and tracking that. I'm really stoked that people encourage me to write and I've got journals from over five years ago um, that have words and encouragement and, and things that um, God has said to me and then I've been able to listen to them, pray over them, test them with scripture and then actually like years later lots of these have come true. Mm. That builds my faith um, and, and builds my history with God. It's mm. awesome. Then Andrew, some of the gifts of the Spirit, you know, we've heard uh, different ones of them through these episodes. We're going to hear a bonus one in number seven. Uh, but yeah, some, what of the gifts of the Spirit would you love to share about? Mm. I think, um, you know, there's, there's, I guess there's the 1 Corinthians 12 gifts and then there's Romans 12 that has different gifts and you know, we can't cover them all today. But I think some of the ones that have impacted me that were the ones that often weren't talked about in church. Mm. Mm. Um, and I guess particularly looking at some of those manifestation gifts, they're a bit more supernatural. People are a little bit more scared and don't want to talk about them. As they become to be more everyday um, and more normalized, I think I love the Soul Surviving UK book, Everyday Supernatural. But those, some of those gifts... Um, have really helped me. Um, one particular one has been the gift of tongues. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that yeah, I didn't hear or experience teaching on in my church, but um, my own journey, it sort of just happened one day at a crusader camp um, as, my, as my tongue began to move. But as I began to read and learn about that gift, it's built an intimacy for me. And I love to share that with other people because I believe it's a gift that anyone can pray for and, and by faith begin to explore. Um, that that could happen for anyone. Mm. And it builds, it kind of goes beyond the head and it's this heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God. Mm. So I love that, that gift for me personally and to see others grow in it. The other one has been um, a healing. And, and for me, I, you know, I used to think you have the gift of healing or you don't. But the more I look at how Jesus taught the disciples, I think it's a, 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 an area we can all be praying and seeking to care for people and offer prayer for healing. Mm. And I think actually God moves in different ways at different times through different people and that he may use and can use anyone to heal. So in, in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, it talks about that all the gifts are for the common good and, and the, the manifestation is for the common good. And that word manifestation, um, I love this, this teaching that the word phanerosis means uh, it's like the dancing hand of God. And you may be in a scenario where as you pray for someone, the dancing hand of God through the Holy Spirit uses you to bring healing to that person. It may be to bring salvation, it may be to bring encouragement, it may be to bring uh, a word of prophecy, or it may be to, to heal them, maybe emotionally or physically, but we only learn by stepping out and seeing if we have mm. those gifts or if the Holy Spirit's moving through it. Mm. And so I think the gifts 
are so important. And as Paul says, they're for the common good, the yeah. common dancing hand of God to flow through his people. Mm. Mm. And if we can learn to do that with our, ourselves, our own faith, and then with our teams, that will flow into our ministry. Mm. And, and I think listening to God, hearing from God, and then stepping out in the gifts of the Holy Spirit was Jesus' plan for all of us today to partner with him to see heaven come to earth, mm. to see um, culture build that shows the love of Jesus. Mm. And that's what I get really passionate about. Mm. That's good. But I'd love to ask you guys some questions about this. And I guess, um, Peter, I'd love to hear what's your journey been with the Holy Spirit mm. and listening to him and being led by him. Yeah, well, I, for me, I grew up in a family where we talked about the Spirit and um, we would, you know, do things like we'd pray over the house and we just really acknowledged the fact that um, the Holy Spirit, you know, fills places and spaces and fills us. And so um, that was a really cool thing to grow up with. Um, but at the same time, I had no idea what that meant. And it was, you know, the language we, like, mum and dad would use every now and then. Um, but it wasn't something I really understood. I came to conference in 2012, I was in year 10, um, and I was 15, and a similar experience to you, everyone's talking like God's gonna, you know, he's gonna speak and we're gonna listen, and I was like, how the heck do you listen to God? What does that mean? What does that look like? Do we hear him? And I think, I just found it really confusing to start off with. Um, from there, my journey kind of accelerated in 2015. I did an internship with Soul Survivor um, and we chatted through literally that. So um, I would take the things that I learned and I'd go home and I'd pray and it, it scared me. Like, it proper scared me. I think I was scared to hear what God had to say and what scared me more was praying for other people. So I, once I grew in my relationship with God and I really trusted him and of course learned that he's always good and he's always kind, um, I then had to overcome the fear of praying for other people. Mm. And for me that looked like I started with people I didn't know because I found it easier. So for some people they find it he's more comfortable to pray and ask God for words for people that they know because they feel safe. But for me, I was like, if I don't know you, that's a win because I... Can run! <laughs> yes, see <laughs> ya! Yes. <laughs> um, and so I just found that heaps easier and so at conference mostly and, and other places where it was safe, I kind of stepped out and prayed for people that I didn't know. And slowly and even two weeks ago, people were saying, you know, you came and prayed for me. And I was like, what? I don't even remember. I just remember being so scared. Mm. Um, and I didn't know you at the time. And so, um, and to have been now, even now hearing that feedback and hearing how God's worked, you know, through me and in their lives has been amazing. And again, it's just this reminder that God is so kind and he's given us his Holy Spirit to help. Um, and that's what he's there for. Mm. And so it's just been a trajectory from there. It's been, it has been, you know, moments of slipping back into being scared to hear from God. Mm. Um, but now knowing and building on that has been really helpful and good. Mm. Yeah, he's no, a good God. That's good. Thanks for sharing. And I, th I think that is the, the biggest thing at all. It is a, a journey. And, but that is God's heart, that we would draw close to Him mm. so that He can draw close to us as we listen to Him. 
Yeah. That's so good. Now, Matt, you've been on this journey uh, longer than us, and um, I've... I'm a bit old. <laughs> Not sure. Wow. This <laughs> a walking stick. And Peter and I have both seen that that you lead whole groups into this really well. Mm -hmm. So I'd love you to share what are some ways that you found um, helpful along the way to help others, um, listening to God and moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Sure. Thank you. Well, I, th I think one thing as leaders, we have to know how we hear God and how we receive the Holy Spirit all the time. Mm -hmm. So not just, you know, the first time or the second time, but ongoing. I think we as leaders always need to grow in letting God fill us up with his Holy Spirit in all the different ways that you shared before, Andrew. And so, <clears throat> so first of all, for us as leaders, we've got to learn how to receive daily mm -hmm. and then we need to show what that looks like to other people so um, that's where I guess prayer ministry comes in and you know we this year decided to rename that section of our worship meeting uh, called prayer ministry this year called response times mm -hmm. because we want to make sure that whatever God is saying from his scriptures that we respond and, and it might not be to get prayer, it might be to go and say I'm sorry to someone, it might be to go and sponsor a child and get involved in justice. And so there's just lots of different ways to respond to the Holy Spirit. Mm. But I'd say what's important about it is, first of all, that we value it and how we value things is with time. So make sure in your hour and a quarter or your hour and a half of the meeting that you don't leave response time to the last 10 minutes, mm. but you, you make it as equal value mm. uh, to the other parts of the message or the worship time or the games because we want young people to, and we want adults to learn to respond to God and grow and mm. let God, you know, do stuff in us, make it personal, um, heal us, change us, transform us to be like Jesus. So we value it, uh, we learn language that um, the young people can understand with receiving and responding, and uh, we just do it. <laughs> you know, like literally we just do it, and yeah. we learn how to uh, know that if people don't respond, it's not about us, mm -hmm. uh, but, if, um, but we can, of course we can learn how to lead them a little bit better, but, but we just... Um, it's not about us, so we keep going, keep trying, building the culture which we've talked about before uh, by persevering. In fact, I heard Mike Pilavachi say about a month ago on a podcast that he reckons it could take two years. If you don't have response times as part of your culture, mm -hmm. it could take a couple of years before people get it, you know, yeah. value it and yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, and I think the last thing I'd just love to share on this is that for me, again, I want to know that God is real. Yeah. Yeah? And I know that he's real with his truth, absolutely. But his truth has got a... And it, and it does. His truth impacts my life. Mm. And so I, we just want young people to... And again, all people. But we're talking about young people at the moment. We want them to know that God is real. Mm. And, and sometimes it's through these gifts mm. that they see God is real. Yeah. And because God's Holy Spirit is real. Yeah. Yeah. And so we want them to 
experience him in every way that they would say that Jesus is the living water. Mm. Yeah. Jesus is my food and my, my, my light because he's real to me. The Holy Spirit is real. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's why we, mm. it's not an age and stage thing. Mm. No matter how old you are. No, I, I love that, and I know that's why I love coming to conference every year. But what I love is knowing you and, and the rhythms of Soul Survivor, whether it's your monthly prayer meeting, or whether it's a Thursday in the office, or a team meeting, mm -hmm. that that value, that time, um, is always there. Yeah. And I, I also love that, that it, it, we, you guys let go of control, mm -hmm. and that's something we at Soul Survivor love to do. And so that means, and I've seen it time and time again, we might have response before the sermon and, yeah. and we let go of um, we are controlling everything, but we're trying as best we can mm -hmm. to let God lead yes. and to let Him speak. And as we do that, it's amazing how each person can have their own encounter. Yeah. And then they discover the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and I love that the Holy Spirit, His name is His Helper. Mm. is comforter, mm. is leader, who leads into all truth. And, and yeah. that's what, I guess, the word spirit and action, that's what the spirit value for us mm. is, mm. that people would each have their own personal connection and, and begin to walk with him yeah. and let him move through them. Mm. Can I ask a question for both of you? You said before about um, how it's important for us as leaders to know um, how the Holy Spirit fills us up and when we're, when we're hearing God. What does that mean for you guys? What does that look like? Why is that important for us as leaders to know that? And yeah, For me, daily with God, it would look like when I open His Word to have a time with Him, I would say, Father, please fill me with Your Spirit. And I sometimes would put my palms out with the Lord and say, Father, fill me with Your Spirit and just relax and just know, you know, in faith that he is with me. Mm. So I think that's one part that that's how it rolls out for me, having fellowship with the Spirit. I think also me being aware when I'm in a meeting, mm. that even if I'm leading it, that it's okay for me to receive. Mm. So I think um, if, I, if I'm making sure that I'm always being open to receiving, um, I'm modelling, but I'm also just making sure too that me and God, this is not this drudgery with ministry, but I'm letting God fill me up with His Spirit. Uh, so I'm just aware in meetings, should I receive tonight uh, or at the end? Um, because I, I do need Him just as much. Mm. Yeah, that's what it kind of looks like for me. Mm. Mm. I think for me, it began with the belief that um, it's not just this one-off moment where you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and then you're filled. Um, we, we all know that in life there's, there's ups and downs and, and the, the word baptism even means to be immersed and covered in the Holy Spirit and I think the book of Acts really really brought this to life for me when you know in Acts 2 that, that passage um, there at Pentecost the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all sons and daughters but then you see Peter two chapters later in Acts 4 um, being filled in the Holy Spirit again. And you're like, hang on a second. In Acts 2 you were filled. Mm -hmm. And what it shows me and what I see throughout Acts, and I, I guess I just assume that's how the, the life of the disciples was, that, that the Holy Spirit and the confidence with Jesus, it, it grows as we spend time with Him. 
And so the idea of having my time with Jesus, I believe that he will fill me back up. Mm. Maybe I need peace today. Maybe I need joy. Maybe I need courage. And each time, each day, I, I will spend time with him. And, and that secret place that Jesus promised will be rewarded when we spend time with him. And so I truly believe that. And, and usually that's what happens. And sometimes it may not feel as emotional or physical, but um, I know in those times... I just believe and trust that He says He's there mm-hmm. and that He's with me, He's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it comes down to spending that time each day mm-hmm. um, with Him mm-hmm. and, and believing that He's filling me and wanting to use my life for mm-hmm. His plans and His purposes. Um, and, and that excites me, that gives me energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. God wants His leaders and His people to be filled all the time yeah. you know and and we all know martha and mary's story with jesus and often leaders get into the martha always do 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 and get up tight with mary mm. uh for just sitting at jesus feet so we do want to do a big shout out to our leaders especially to say please we know you've got to you know with martha you've got things to do mm-hmm. but please as jesus said mary chose uh, the best thing yeah. to enjoy him mm-hmm. uh, and so I guess that's one thing we really want to say is yeah, you, can, you can lead and live mm-hmm. uh, with the spirit yeah yeah awesome well thank you that wraps up episode six yeah